Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 6th of June. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1982 and we travel to Cambridge in England, where the theoretical physicist John Polkinghorne was ordained an Anglican priest. He would become a world-renowned authority in the field of science and religion. Publishing multiple books in this area, his influence was recognised when he was awarded the prestigious Templeton Prize for his contributions to research at the interface between science and religion. The prize had been originally awarded to people working in the field of religion. Mother Teresa was the first winner. But in the 1980s, the scope of the prize had broadened to include people working at the intersection of science and religion. Sir John Templeton was an American-born British investor, banker, fund manager and philanthropist. A pioneer of the emerging market investing in the 1960s, Money Magazine named him arguably the greatest global stock picker of the century. Templeton was a committed Christian and he was a lifelong member of the Presbyterian Church and a trustee on the board of Princeton Theological Seminary, the largest Presbyterian seminary. The monetary value of his prize is adjusted so that it exceeds that of the Nobel Prizes. Templeton felt, according to The Economist, that spirituality was ignored in the Nobel Prize. Currently, it is worth as a value of 1.1 million. The Reverend John Polkinghorne was awarded the prize in 2002. And in its citation, the Templeton Foundation explained that Polkinghorne's treatment of theology as a natural science had invigorated the search for interface between science and religion and made him a leading figure in this emerging field. Polkinghorne had resigned a prestigious position as the Professor of Mathematical Physics at the University of Cambridge in 1979 to pursue theological studies, becoming a priest in 1982. Since then, his extensive writings and lectures had resulted in a modern and compelling new exploration of Christianity. His approach to the fundamentals of Christian orthodoxy, including the Trinity, Christ's resurrection after death, and God's creation of the universe, had brought him international recognition as a unique voice. His book focused on core issues such as the nature of science, physical world, human nature, love, theology, creation, providence, prayer, miracle, time, evil, Jesus, the resurrection, the trinity, eschatology and world faiths. Polkinghorne said in an interview that he believed his move from science to religion had given him binocular vision, dual aspect monism he called it although he understood that it had aroused a kind of suspicion. In his own words, saying, the kind of suspicion that might follow the claim to be a vegetarian butcher. A consistent theme of his work was that science and religion 
addressed aspects of the same reality, arguing that there are five points of comparison between the way in which science and theology pursue truth. Firstly, moments of enforced radical revision. A period of unresolved confusion. New synthesis and understanding. Continued wrestling with unresolved problems. And deeper implications. He was critical of mechanistic explanations of the world that people like Richard Dawkins favoured because he said that most of nature was cloud-like rather than clock-like. Considering that the question of the existence of God to be the single most important question that we face about the nature of reality, he was cautious about man's powers to assess coherence. However, he argued that the atheist's plain assertion of the world's existence was a grossly impoverished view of reality. And that theism explained more than a reductionist atheism could ever address. The intelligibility of the universe was mysterious and could not be explained with contemporary evolutionary theory. Man's ability to understand the subatomic world and general relativity went far beyond anything of relevance to survival fitness. And the mystery of the intelligibility of the universe deepens when one recognises the proven fruitfulness of mathematical beauty as a guide to successful theory choice. The fact that man can exist at all in a universe that appeared cold and hostile is referred to by philosophers as the anthropic fine-tuning of the universe. And Polkinghorn quoted with approval Freeman Dyson, who said, The more I examine the universe and the details of its architecture, the more evidence I find that the universe in some sense must have known what we were coming Polkinghorn also expressed nuance and caution with using the term creationist, arguing in the newspaper The Times that, as a Christian believer, I am, of course, a creationist in the proper sense of the term, for I believe that the mind and the purpose of the divine creator lie behind the fruitful history and the remarkable order of the universe which science explores. But I'm certainly not a creationist in that curious North American sense, which implies interpreting Genesis chapter 1 in a flat-footed literal way and supposing that evolution is wrong. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at Anthony Gaudi's Sagrada Familia Cathedral in Barcelona. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Visit us, if you have time, on www.pogp.net. And if you'd like to contact us to request a topic or ask any questions, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.